Hey, welcome back to another edition of The Neighborhood. On behalf of Ernie Eldridge and his wife, Anita, this is Ken Folan, the voice of Wyndham, along with my friend, your friend, everyone's friend, Mark the Carousel Man, Doyle. And we are back thanks to our sponsors, Casella Waste and the good people at WILI 1400. And, of course, we wouldn't be able to even touch this show without Matt Rupar behind the boards who didn't bring me my peeled grapes in oh, shell pistachios <laughs> again. He, I, I, like I announced earlier, he is the backup tambourine artist for Red Hot Peppers. <laughs> All right. So tonight we are bringing yet another episode of Wyndham Public Schools and the people in it, the people that you need to know, the people are getting things done for our students, staff, in the community. We're going to introduce Robinson Camacho. He's the Director of Community Partnerships, which is handles a lot of things, including our outreach programs to families and students that we can help, you know, educate. He brought along with him our friend Desiree Parsiak. She is the Family and Community Engagement Program Supervisor. She runs the before and after programs, the Family Liaison Programs, which is stationed at all the schools, and basically carries Robinson Camacho. About right. <laughs> so, Mark, I'll let you lead it off with some questions to get some background Absolutely. on this program that people might not know about. Absolutely. Well, let's just do a general because uh, one of the things that people, I, I, in, in fact, think about the Wyndham system is that we educate the kids from 7 to 3. But we do a lot more than that. And that's – so if you just give us a broad uh, picture of the before and after school programming that, that goes on with the system. So um, the program has been running for more than 20 years. You probably know better than I do. Uh, yes, it was. I was I, actually, now that you mentioned, I was on the board. Bill Stover gave a report to the to the board about the after-school programming at the time, and it was clear that we weren't going to be able to continue it without some sort of community involvement. And then so Bill and I created the Before and After School Task Force, Correct. which mm-hmm. uh, really boosted the amount of uh, people involved. Yes. Uh, we talk about the involvement of the universities, Connecticut, University of Connecticut, uh, Eastern University. At one point, I'm, I'm assuming we still are, we were the largest uh, participant in the Big Brothers Big Sister program because they were involved. And so, you know, it, it's it's been a long, it's been a while, and, and we we were able to get through that task force, attract more grant money. Uh, mm-hmm. We actually got the three banks to work together to do one combined grant instead of a lot of little grants. But go ahead. Tell us more about the actual programming. So right now I have six program sites. I have four at um, the elementary schools that are K through 5th. I have one at STEM Academy, which is K through 8th, and one at Wyndham Middle School, which is 6th through um, 8th grade. We service about 195 students right now, Um, 30 at my elementary schools, 50 at my STEM school, and 25. Actually, we're probably moving up to 30 this week at my middle school. Um, And these aren't just... Babysitting programs. We, we, we've got tutors in there working with the kids and oh. helping them with their homework. And like this, you, this is where we get the Eastern and Yukon students also involved, right? Like you said, the task force got us um, a lot of community agencies that come and help. So we have many providers. We have Eastern Connecticut State University. The volunteers come in and they um, volunteer and do some enrichment activities at least once, twice a week at the middle schools. Um, Yukon Big Brothers Big Sisters. Um, we have United Way, who has certified teachers who stay after to help tutor the kids in um, reading, math, um, bilingual. So, yeah, so the, so the main um, part for the before and after school programs is to actually provide extra support for the students to do better at school, right? So when they are done at the school day, they go to the programs, they get their snacks, they relax a little bit, but then we go into the homework time. 
and we help the student complete their homework. And then we bring written tutors, which are certified teachers, and help the students actually achieve their goals. So yeah, absolutely. And United Way is one of the biggest uh, right. grant funders. They always give us money to hire teachers to provide tutoring programs. So my, my question to that would be, where, what's the communication between you, your staff, in the families who are there, you know, when they pick up their kids, or do they get emails at the evening, calls, to say, hey, you know, the old uh, the old name, little Johnny is, yeah. he's doing great. He's been doing all his homework with his tutor. Well, little Johnny's been really slacking. What can we do? How do we make sure the family, because I'm a big believer in family. I don't care if it's one mom, one dad, or the traditional family or not. The family's got to support the student. It's not on, on, on the public school district day in and day out. Correct. They've got to be involved. So where's your outreach to the families of these students in these programs in particular? It's funny that you say that because the teachers actually reach out to us to talk to the parents because they have to come and pick up their, their kids every day. So we are talking to every parent every day. Um, we're giving them an update on if they had a good day, if they had a rough day. Um, we're relating information from the school. So we greet all the parents in the morning when they drop off the kids, and we tell them good night when they leave at the end of the day. Um, we also host family nights four times a year at each site, um, which brings them in. They have dinner with us. They do activities with us. Um, they learn more about our program. So we kind of, like, tie the school day and the parents together um, because we just – get to see them face to face every day we don't put them on a bus and say bye correct so there's there's another point right where the before and after school also help the parents be able to stay at work a little longer and make a little bit more money if we can say that right um because in the past they didn't have that opportunity they couldn't bring food to the table so this actually helps our families financially as well but communication wise like you asked ken we are constantly communicating with our parents. And now this is the 21st century, so we, we talk face-to-face, -face, but we also send text messages, emails. We have a system called Parent Square that we use. We send mass uh, communications to them, and also the robocalls. Yeah, I just think it's important that there's always follow-up, right? Because, you, you know, stats are uh, capped, attendance is capped. Has little Johnny come to the after-school mm -hmm. program? Before, you know, does his mom with mother and father think he's at the after-school program? Is he there? So that, that's really important, and, and the only way you're going to have success, if mom and dad are there to support the kid, right, support your program and, and communicate back and forth with that. It's, it's just huge. Yes. The other part of your, your responsibility, Desiree, is the, um, the family liaison program. Can you explain that to the community? Or is that Rob? Well, I will, I will, I will talk a little bit about the family liaison. And let me give you, you a little... used to be one, so yeah. I'm going to give you a little history. Actually, in 2011, when the program was first uh, integrated in Wyndham Public Schools, um, uh, Superintendent Ortiz was at the helm, and she decided to... A proposal was presented to her about having one or two family right. liaisons for the district. Yeah. And then she said, one or two? How about if we have one per building? So from two liaisons, it went to, uh, I believe at the time it was nine liaisons because we had two at the middle school and two at the high school. And I was one of the first wave to be hired as a family liaison in 2011. And then I way, worked my way up to what Mr. Stover used to do, which is running the department. So the family liaisons, pretty much, they are the bridge between the families and the school district, right? They help the families understand how engagement help their kids be successful in the future. They actually help our families navigate our district, our system, when it comes to policies and legalities, right? Because many of our parents, like we, we, we were talking earlier, they do not know their rights, mm -hmm. right? And what we do is we educate them. We bring education to home, to their homes. And 
we teach them what they can do and what they cannot do, what they should do, what they should not do. And uh, the family liaison is that middleman, so to speak, right? They're a buffer between the parents and the principals. They build relationships. They bring information. They go and do home visits. They help the families with community resources, either it's health, mental health, uh, special appointments, food, clothing, whatever it is, homeless. They are there to provide help and resources for our families. And we have a couple of academies coming up for the parents, don't we? Yes, we have PCU that is coming uh, soon, right? Saturday, October 21st. You have to explain that. Can you explain that, please? We can't talk about the alphabet jogging. There you go. There you go. Um, So PCU is Parent Community University. It's where um, we are there from 830 to 2. We offer child care, which my before and after school program helps run, um, so that the kids can come and hang out with us. And the parents get served breakfast and lunch, and then they get to take classes. So they sign up for three different sessions and what kind of classes they would like to learn about. So how are we getting the parents hooked? How How are we letting them know they can sign up, and who are they signing up with? How do we get them involved? Our awesome family liaisons. So basically, we send a mass communication to the parents with information, right? And any parent can. They don't have to be in the after school program. They don't have to be. No, they don't have to be part of Wyndham Public Schools. They could be just a regular community member that they want to learn about the school system. They can join us. There's no cost involved. And by the way, this program is not paid with tax money. Pay. This is all donations and money that we can collect on the community. Yeah, so we got local communities to volunteer their time to run these classes. Um, for instance, we have Karen um, from Wyndham Pride, who is doing like a substance misuse and prevention class for the parents. Um, we have Project Emo, who's doing managing conflicts. We have the Credit Union, who's doing financial workshops in English and Spanish. Um, we have some teachers who are doing mindfulness and SEL, which is social emotional learning. Sorry for the alphabet. No, <laughs> <laughs> Kim's still on that on that spectrum of the yeah, SEL. My wife, yeah. Yeah, she's still trying to help me out. <laughs> I, I hear you. Um, and then we also have a lunchtime where it's going to be an hour, and we have ten around 10 vendors, and it's local businesses, organizations to promote their programs and resources and offerings, such as like WAME, Access, Generations. Now, Ken could cook if you wanted to come to the, prepare the lunch for that. We do uh, need We'll lunch. take your offer. You will. <laughs> oh, wait. Is Mark is the one offering that. <laughs> Mark, Mark has done his fair share of cooking at, at, oh, at lots events of cooking. for wrestling, and I've done my fair share of the head at track. I, Fair and, enough. And, and, and the soccer team, the pasta dinners, and I. And the football, did the football dinners. We'll, we'll take it. We'll yeah. take it. You let me know whatever I can help you yeah. out with. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're masters. I used to do the football dinners, the, the yep. wrestling. We... Yep. That is great. So, yeah, you know, PCU to, is to, so to great. Me, to me, it, it amazes me. And this goes back to, mm-hmm. I don't know how many years ago now, Mark. But when I first got on the board, okay, you, you're going in. I'm one of those guys. I want to listen and learn. Now you can't shut me up. But anyway, <laughs> you know, it, it, but, you know, you sit back and you're amazed. And it's based on living in the world that you live in, right? Yes. And, and so that I would hear constantly people in the community didn't feel comfortable going into the school and dealing. So a lot of that has changed, I would imagine, with these programs. They feel, A, more welcomed, educated themselves. And I, I hopefully that whole cultural dynamic has, has shifted because... That was like the biggest gripe you would hear all the time. Yeah, it was. Why don't don't they come to this? Why don't they come to that? How come they're not voting for this? Because they didn't feel welcome. It wasn't just all because of education. They were scared of going into a public building. They're scared of going into the town hall. So I'm I'm hoping, you know, because I I don't have that issue. My culture, I've been here forever, right? And and, and those who don't, it's it's sad. It, It really bothered me when I was on the board for years that was going on. And, and I think, now, since I've left, these programs have come on board and everything else, and 
I'm hoping it's making a dent in that. It is making a difference when it comes to welcoming schools, right? Our families feel more well. You're always going to have, you know, one or two individuals who are not going to feel that they're welcome. But let me tell you something. They are welcome to our schools. Right. They should come and give us an opportunity to show them how we have evolved. I would, I would like to see, and again, we, we just, well, tonight's an open house at the, uh, at the high school, yes. right? So. Yep. The block party. Oh, is that what it is? It's a block, That's what it's called. So my, it's the block my wife party. said she was going to starve over there. But anyway, <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I, you know, I'm going to put this in a little email to, to our superintendent. I said, you know, let's try, you know, one school a month, once, you know, once January, February, March, we get through the snow. And just, not just parents, like you said before, can go to your, you know, child, you know, education program. But to come into the buildings, these people are paying for these buildings. And, right. they, and you get and you get the gripes because mm -hmm. they don't know. They don't know. They, they don't know. Well, where's that money going? How come you need this many? Well, come on in and ask those questions. I love the idea. You know, of course you do. Why? The voice of Wyndham came up with that <laughs> one. It was like, remember the day when they, they did this superintendent and chairman, they never sat down and spoke one-on-one -on -one with staff. And they said, well... You think the voice of Wyndham came up with, let's have a coffee hour with staff so they could speak off the record what's their concern. And, and you know, some stuff was positive and some stuff was pretty right. shocking. But I'm not going to know. I don't know every parent in the school district or every staff member. But at least there was free donuts there, Ken. That was important. Well, <laughs> let me tell you something. Mark. I don't know about you, but your sugar needs to be kept alive. You know, you've you got to keep going. And, you know, it's all about the health. But I, I, I really think some kind of a way, even if it's, you know, you have to do it over two months because you, you get some kids at the high school, these parents, especially now with the building in works, it's kind of mm -hmm. difficult, you know, transiting around that building. Yeah. But still, if you're some older person and you don't, and, and all you started hearing is, oh, that school, the, the grades, the this, the, well, why don't you come on in and, and, and take a walk around? I've asked some other folks that used to, you know, be on the air, and I would say, when's the last time you've been in the building and spoke to an educator? How committed they are. You know? That's right. Because, again, I, you know, I had the title as a cheer, chairperson of the board, but I was also known as the cheerleader for the school district. Hey! And I don't care. These, you know, I know what the effort is from the, you know, from the teachers to outreach to these, these parents, the kids, to show their concern, the phone calls at night. You don't think I don't see that at night, the phone calls mm -hmm. that are going on? So I, people need to go into the buildings. You own them. Make an appointment. Be respectful. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to have it on one night, but I just think it's important that... You know, hey, we have staff are going to be here from this. Why do you have two principals here or one principal there? Um, what are these social workers? This, I mean, don't instead of just you know, I'm going to vote the budget down because Correct. you're spending my money on things that don't matter. I agree do. with you 100. percent So we'll be we'll open the doors to whoever wants well, to join I us in to the talk tour. To Mark Doyle about that. He's <laughs> a member of the Board of Education. Yes, He's I am. Mark, what do you think about that? Finance group. Yes. You think <laughs> that idea would flow? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you bring it up at the next board meeting? <laughs> I will. I will. I'll, I'll let you take credit. <laughs> Speaking of, of programs, we just had a successful uh, family meeting on the, on the major parcel. Well, actually, I call it the major parcel. With talk about aging yourself. Now the Shabu stage, I should say. These people don't even know what I mean when I say major parcel. I, I was wondering, what is that? <laughs> but talk about the backpack giveaway and the, the, the expo. Again, the community involvement and the expo and what yeah. we had going on there. So our family and community expo was on Saturday, August 19th. We had over 70 vendors. It was our largest one. We were very excited about it. Um, we gave away over 400 SEL kits to the kids. Um, between oh, those are initials again. Yep, social-emotional learning kits. Um, I didn't we, get a bag. But anyway. 
They were for the kids. No. Um, I'm a big kid. So between five and six hundred backpacks. Um, between five and six hundred backpacks with school supplies, free books, and then this year we were really excited that we were offering back to school haircuts for boys and girls. Right. I mean, there's no doubt that Wyndham Public Schools has done leaps and bounds in engaging in the community and helping this community, which is also the need for the families, their need for assistance has jumped leaps and bounds. Yes. So I, I can't imagine the strain that the, the teachers have, administrators in programs like this. I remember when, so maybe you can elaborate a little bit on this too, uh, Robinson, is the, um, is the, when Bill Stover was there, there used to be programs for the homeless, homeless yes. kids, kids living in cars and this city. That's correct. Oh, is that all still in play? That is still in place. Actually, I am the district homeless liaison uh, for the Wyndham, Wyndham Public Schools District. And uh, Bill used to be that person before yeah. me. And it's sadly to say we still do have homeless situations, homeless oh, families yeah. and students. Uh, but we do our best through uh, state funding and also uh, board funding to help our families be able to have uh, an easy transition between the homelessness and the school system. Our family liaisons actually help our families find housing or any other resources while they're homeless. I mean, and homeless homelessness can happen for any other any reason, right? It doesn't have to be just because they were evicted, just because some a lot of things could happen. We don't care the reason behind it. What we care is that we help our families and make sure that the students have everything they need to be successful. Right. I mean, you, you know, everyone talks about a difficult population, and if you don't want to admit that, then crawl under your rock. We have yep. a difficult population. Yes. Uh, going to bed with, you know, hungry and going to school hungry doesn't help the grades. Mm -hmm. um, you know, having a, having parents who are working second shift, third shift grades and having older siblings watch you is not easy to get help it's with homework. Um, I'm just hoping as many people can take advantage of the, the programs that we have to help that. But the homeless thing always got me because some people, you know, you're not, you know, some there's all kinds of levels of homelessness. Some living with friends, some Correct. living here, some doing that. And I don't know if, you know, community members don't see that because they're not sleeping on the sidewalk somewhere. Right. And I don't think they, they know the existence of our homeless population uh, because, like you said, they're not sleeping on the sidewalk. They're not sleeping on, 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 on the street, right? Uh, homeless could be a, a person that is living with another family because they're doubled up, right? And that is considered homeless under the state guidelines. Uh, also, uh, um, a student, a high schooler living with a friend is considered a displaced youth, which is also considered homeless. So yeah, definitely they don't get to see it physically, but the, the problem is there. No, it, it, yeah, we, back in our day, that I was like stumped. I couldn't, I'm like, what are these guys talking about? There's so many kids are coming to school homeless. Mm -hmm. Because of the definitions of the definitions, in your yeah. mind, again, in your culture, in your mindset, what you see on the news, I I didn't see that tent over there, right. kid coming out of there, you know. But it's there, there are some tough situations. So you ask yourself, oh, why aren't all these kids succeeding? I don't know. Maybe because they're starving at home. Correct. Maybe because they don't have any adult supervision because they have to work X amount of jobs. And in in the programs on on this outreach in the before and after school. The liaisons, I love that program. You know, it, it really ma makes a difference if you're communicating to them to say, hey, this is you got to get some health access, health. Yes. You got to go here. You can go there, and hey, go to town hall if you you know you might need a, you know need some money here and there. As far we'll as hold their hold their hands, hold their hands, mm -hmm. and get them yep. through it. Because I don't know too many people in life, in my life even, that haven't had hard times. Well, boy, how do you get help? Where do you get help from? And I'm proud of, 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 of your programming, I mean, Thank yourselves. You. To do we are very proud doing. of our people, too. Um, it's, it's a huge undertaking.
for a school district of this size in a population of that's that that difficult to to succeed and we don't just need again i keep saying every parent whether they're your kids or not need to get involved and push 100 you know, the athletic program is doing what it does to get these kids motivated you know with their grades you got to you got to do this if you want to play on the football team you got to do this if you still want to play soccer right. uh and that that's and and i know between the coaches and the teachers at the high school anyway that it's it's a strong communication it as is what strong needs to happen so I'm good for the, good about that. Let's. I want to backtrack just a little bit because we talk about the community involvement, and you had mentioned the free haircuts. That those were actually provided by professional hairdressers in the town. We actually had a number. I don't want to shortchange. That sort of volunteerism is, I think, important to, to make note of. Yeah, um, I'm blanking on the exact number on the top of my head, but I think we had over ten um, local barbers and about five or six um, local hairdressers for the girls. Um, and a couple of them were even our Wyndham Public Schools parents that donated their time to go and cut hair. And it was it was great. Because um, people don't know this, but a lot of um, families don't like to send their kids to school on the first day without their haircut, without their uniforms, without a backpack, which is understandable. And that's where our liaisons really came up with this event of let's get them the free backpack, let's get them the free haircut, let's get them uniforms if they need them so they can be at a school and they can... Um, their attendance ready, is better. Right. Now, do we have any phone numbers, Robinson? And, and we talk about family liaison, talk about getting families into the school, maybe visiting a, a liaison or getting help. What phone numbers are, the, are they calling? So usually they can uh, call their schools uh, if they actually have students going to a specific school, but they can also call our office and central office, 860-465-2546, and communicate with me. And if you're looking for a tour of the school and go and meet your family liaison, I'll be more than happy to connect with your liaison. Well, we only got a couple minutes, and I, I want to again uh, thank our sponsor, Casella Waste, WLI 1400, Matt Rupa for keeping us live on the radio. Our very special guest, uh, our Director of Family Community Partnerships, Robinson Camacho, and his Family and, en family and Community Engagement Program Supervisor for the Before and After School Programs, Family Liaison Programs, and I'm sure more, Desiree Pasiak. Thank you for taking the time to be with Mark and I tonight, um, explaining program that I guarantee you 75% of the population aren't aware of. Correct. Right? I guarantee it. And, and, and you do a huge job. It's a big service to a, a much, uh, much needed um, um, members of our community. So Wyndham can, can grow in a positive way. And the only way it's going to happen is if we all get together. I hate to be a preacher, but I'll let the carousel man wrap it up. <laughs> you got a minute. <laughs> Well, I certainly want to thank you guys for coming. It's, it's a program that's near and dear to my heart. Like I said, we created the task force, Bill and I, maybe 20-plus years ago. The first meeting we had, we had it at the old Kramer building, and we couldn't have enough parking spaces for all the participants. And since then, it's been hosted at Eastern, where yes. they've been very – Eastern, I can't start talking about how Eastern and UConn have really been involved with our kids. Uh, Eastern does a lot that people don't know about with, with the students. And I was wondering, can we change it into Caruso? It would be so much easier for us. <laughs> you can call me whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> so next week we have the STEM Academy principal, Tim McClure, coming on. And he is a, a local resident known to just about everyone, born and raised here, went to Wyndham Public Schools in his back taught for many years at the high school and is running a blue ribbon program up at the STEM Academy, uh, also known as Barrows. So I, I you know, look forward to that, and we'll get some positive input from him. And thank you for listening, and have a great rest of your week. <laughs>